This episode of the Mainly Plants podcast is sponsored by Health IQ, an insurance company that helps health conscious people like whole food plant based, vegans, runners, cyclists, weightlifters, and vegetarians get lower rates on their life insurance. Go to healthiq.com slash MPP, as in Mainly Plants Podcast. That's healthiq.com slash MPP to support the show and see if you qualify today. This is the Mainly Plants Podcast. My name is Ryan Furman. I am a certified plant-based nutritionist and personal trainer. The website is mainlyplants.com, social media at mainlyplants. Get hold of me through there, through direct message, or you can go through the website, fill out a contact me page, um, form, or you can email me, ryan at mainlyplants.com. Uh, welcome back. Happy New Year. Glad the, uh, the holidays are over. They're exhausting. Time to get back to eating correctly. So get back to your varied whole food plant-based diet. Shed those pounds before summer. It's not too late to get that uh, that summer body that you want if that's your goal. If your goal is to get back to good health, it's not too late for that either. It's not too late to, re- to reverse uh, diabetes. It's not too late to prevent cancer. It's not too late to do any of that. So go ahead and get on it today. If you have any questions specifically, please, please, please reach out to me. Um, take advantage of my services because if you don't know what you're doing, then you're not going to get the results that you want, okay? So today, we're going to be talking about soy and soybeans. It's a topic that comes up a lot. It's, uh, it's, it's, there's a lot of myths surrounding it, so I want to get to that. But before that, I want to read to you guys an article that I found in the Irish Examiner. It's actually from the Irish Examiner's website, irishexaminer.com. And it's titled, Live Longer, Prevention is Better Than the Cure. And I thought this might speak to, to you guys as my listeners. I know it spoke to me, uh, this being my passion. So let's get right into it. Current lifestyle, actually, let me back up real quick. This was published just recently, Wednesday, January 3rd, 2018. So this is not an old article. This is uh, current stuff, okay? Current lifestyles have normalized being motionless in front of a screen eating junk, says Suzanne Harrington. When Dr. Michael Greger was a child, Dr. Michael Greger, um, for those of you who don't know, is runs the website nutritionfacts.org. He is the author of How Not to Die. If you have not read How Not to Die, I highly recommend it. It is not boring at all. It's quite fascinating and interesting. He also has a How Not to Die, um, How Not to Die cookbook. Um, he's very big in the whole food plant based community. Anyway. So, when Dr. Michael Greger was a child, his grandmother, Frances Greger, was sent home from hospital in a wheelchair to die. She was 65 and had terminal heart disease. At home, waiting to die, she saw something on television about a pioneering new approach to reversing heart disease via exercise and nutrition, specifically whole food plant-based nutrition. The dying woman became a live-in patient of the groundbreaking American nutritionist Nathan Pritikin, one of his quote-unquote death's door patients, and made a full recovery. She eventually died at the age of 96. Her grandson, Michael, grew up, became a doctor, and wrote How Not to Die, which specifies which foods we need to eat to live healthier and longer. 
Quote, Our diet is the number one cause of death and the number one cause of disability, he writes. Surely, diet must also be the number one thing taught in medical schools, right? Wrong. Doctors receive minimal nutrition training. Anyone who has ever eaten public hospital food will know just how low nutrition is on the medical agenda. You'd be better off drinking the hand sanitizer. Gregor takes the top 15 causes of death in the United States and writes in detail on each. How not to die prematurely from heart disease, lung disease, brain disease, digestive cancers, infections, diabetes, high blood pressure, liver disease, <clears throat> blood cancers, kidney disease, breast cancer, suicidal depression, prostate cancer, Parkinson's disease, and iatrogenic causes, that is, dying from being over-medicalized by a for-profit health system. Now, you guys, just to take a quick aside, you guys have heard me talk about this a million times. The medical industry is not there for your health. It's there for your money. There is no money in healthy people. Getting back to it. How not to die is as anti-big pharma, pharma as it is as it is pro-cruciferous vegetables. So, how to postpone death. While Dr. Greger does not offer an actual elixir for eternity, he proposes a formula, the daily dozen, which he suggests will ward off illness, disease, and decay for decades to come. Yoko Ono, who is 84, and I am a anti-fan of her music, but anyway, anyway, uh, is rumored to be a fan of that. Here is the nitty-gritty. The Daily Dozen involves three servings of beans, he means legumes, and includes hummus, soya, tofu, tempeh, lentils, peas, split peas, and every kind of bean, one serving of berries, fresh, frozen, or dried, three servings of fruit, one serving of cruciferous vegetables, which are broccoli, kale, cabbage, cauliflower, etc., two servings of greens, spinach, salad leaves, etc., two servings of other vegetables, including mushrooms, one tablespoon of flax seeds, one 30-gram serving of nuts and seeds, or two tablespoons of nut butter, one serving, which is a quarter teaspoon, of turmeric, plus other herbs and spices, three servings of whole grains, five servings of 330-milliliter drinks, which are water, tea, herbal tea, coffee, and one serving of exercise, either 90 minutes moderate intensity or 40 minutes high intensity. Now go and live forever. Quote, the idea of preventative health is that you do something now so that nothing bad happens later, right? It's Dr. Greger. It's bigger than just your own personal health, however. Now, as food industries exploit and manipulate our brain's reward centers to crave processed drunk, junk, adopting a healthy diet is an act of everyday radicalism. Plus, you'll have a lovely glowy aura to your skin. To complement your daily dozen, there are other proven actions you can take to increase longevity and well-being. Owning a dog makes you live longer. This is actual science, as being around dogs lowers stress and blood pressure. It does, um, as does intergenerational socializing. The elders of Okinawa in Japan live the longest in the world. They're what you would call a blue zone partly because they are not sent to care homes, but re remain a re uh, revered part of the community and interact with people of all ages. Their diets reflect the daily dozen. Plus, Okinawans don't overeat. They practice har harahachi? Harahachi-boo. I, I, I hope I'm pronouncing that right. 
Harahachi Boo, or eight parts out of ten full. No amount of broccoli will save us if we are socially isolated. Pushing ourselves outside of our comfort zone physically and um, physiologically can keep us young. Dancing is better for you than the gym because it's not solitary and incorporates joy, unlike the cross trainer. Assessing nature has long shown to have positive effects on our mental health. That's funny. I actually just did a, um, a Instagram post yesterday about that. These all sound like common sense ideas until you remember how current lifestyles have normalized being motionless indoors in front of a screen while eating processed junk. Who doesn't love Netflix and salty, sugary, fatty snacks? Listen, I'm, a, I'm guilty of that also. But our bodies are not designed for this. We have evolved for movement and unprocessed foods, hence the proliferation of chronic conditions like heart disease, cancers, diabetes, etc. <clears throat> it's hard to make monumental changes overnight, unless, like Michael Greger's grandmother, we are starting staring death in the face. But we can do incrementally we can do it incrementally by using the traffic light system, maximizing green, unprocessed plant foods, minimizing yellow, processed plant foods, unprocessed animal foods, and avoiding red ultra-processed plant foods, and processed animal foods. Just don't get religious about it, warns Dr. Greger. The problem with all-or-nothing thinking is that it keeps people from even taking the first steps. We cannot let the perfect be the enemy of the good. Now, just a quick couple quick asides to this. You always hear me say, it's all about progress, not perfection, and you want to set yourself up for success. A lot of people are weary about making the transition to whole food plant-based because it, it's a daunting task. We've been eating a certain way for decades and we're used to it. People like what they know. They're comfortable, comfortable with what they know. And the idea of dropping out these big chunks of your diet and replacing them with things that you don't know is scary. So it all kind of is, is intertwined with all these other podcasts that I've done, um, namely about making that switch. Are you the type of person who does better with going cold turkey because there are those types of people out there? Or are you that type of person who does better by transitioning over a period of time? There's nothing wrong with that as long as you are actively working towards that end game of going whole food plant-based. I've talked about it before. You can do, you know, every other day, go whole food plant-based or even, you know, one meal a day, go whole food plant-based, or however you need to do it to slowly and gradually increase you eating whole food plant-based. Um, a lot of people don't really know how to cook that way or what to use as substitutes. I am chock full of resources, okay? If you don't know what to use instead of butter, if you don't know what to use instead of oil, if you're going no oil, if you don't know what to use instead of cheese or instead of eggs, um, please, please reach out. There's also a great app called Yumly. <clears throat> they are not a sponsor of the show. They give me no money for saying this. Yumly. It's Y-U-M-M-L-Y. You can also go to them on a web browser. And you can create a profile. And in that profile, you can uh, select if you, you know, are gluten intolerant or if you are vegan or if you're a vegetarian or what foods you don't like. Um, for instance, mine is set for no cilantro, vegan. Um, I think mine is also set for low carbs because I like to stay in ketosis as much as possible. And then it'll give you dozens and dozens of recipe ideas. 
and you can try out new stuff and see what you like. And then once you try out those recipes, you can get creative on your own. You can say, hey, I liked, you know, I liked this stir fry dish or I liked this burger, but I didn't like that ingredient. I think it would taste better with this ingredient. And from there, you can kind of create your own stuff. And it's really not as bad and as daunting uh, as it seems offhand. The only reason it seems that way is because we've been taught a certain way our whole life. So it's just kind of um, shifting our brains and relearning certain things. It's really not that bad though, <clears throat> especially excuse me, especially if you have resources and people to talk to. I always suggest joining a meetup group. Meetup is uh, meetup.com is free, and you can uh, find other support systems there for pretty much any any uh, desire, but vegans and whole food plant-based will have meetups there also. And Facebook is also a great resource. There's a lot of groups on there and they share recipes, they share ideas, they offer support. So utilize technology in that way. <clears throat> Moving on to soy, because soy has a, uh, soy gets, a, there's a lot of confusion around soy. But first, let me tell you about Health IQ. Health IQ uses science and data to secure lower rates on life insurance for health conscious people, like whole food plant based people, like vegans, like runners or cyclists, strength trainers, power lifters, tough mutters, pretty much whatever healthy lifestyle you're into, they can help. Now, 56% of Health IQ customers save between 4 and 33% on their life insurance. Health IQ can save customers up to 33% because physically active people have a 56% lower risk of heart disease, a 20% lower risk of cancer, and a 58% lower risk of diabetes compared to people who are inactive. Um, now, like saving money on your car insurance for being a good driver, Health IQ saves you money on your life insurance for living a health conscious life. How many times, people, have I said that there needs to be a company like this? And now there finally is one. These, these savings are exclusive to Health IQ, and you must qualify to get the special rate. You need to visit their site for more details. Now, to see if you qualify and to support the show, please get your free quote today at healthiq.com slash MPP, as in Mainly Plants Podcast. Again, that is healthiq.com slash mpp go there check them out today they're a fantastic fantastic company and uh, life insurance is not something that should be overlooked moving on to soy now tofu soy milk miso tempeh edamame these are all uh, soy products including soybeans themselves and they're high in nutrients and you tend to associate those kinds of high nutrients with other legumes, you now including fiber, iron, magnesium, potassium, protein, and zinc. Now, soybeans naturally contain a class of phytoestrogens called isoflavins. Now, you've heard me talk about it before. Phytoestrogens are estrogen-like compounds found in a variety of plant foods, such as beans, seeds, and grains, though they are concentrated in soy foods and flax, yet you don't hear flax getting a bad rap, and I'm going to get to that. Phytoestrogens appear to be helpful in the prevention of diabetes and cancers of the colon, liver, brain, breast, ovaries, and skin. Now, the bad cholesterol appears to be reduced, 
cardiovascular risk decreased and weight loss increased when they are consumed. Soy phytoestrogens do not decrease male fertility. I repeat, soy phytoestrogens do not decrease male fertility. They will not give you bitch tits. They will not shrink your nuts. However, xenoestrogens, which are found mainly in fish, have been shown to drastically lower sperm counts. Now, replacing dairy with soy may decrease abdominal fat as well. Now, real quick, I want to take a quick aside. Now, you heard me say phytoestrogens are found concentrated in soy foods and flax, but you don't hear bad raps on flax. There's a reason for that. The meat and dairy industry is so threatened by soy and soy products as replacements for their products, as replacements for chicken and for beef and for pork and for milk, because you can have soy milk, that they have launched this smear campaign on soy. But because flax does not offer the same type of stuff, there's no, you know, flax meat. You can't, you know, there's no faux vegan meat made out of flax. Now, because of that, they have not launched this war on flax. That should tell you something right there. Now, people hear the word estrogen and the word phytoestrogens, and they assume that it means that soy has those estrogen-like effects. Now, estrogen has positive effects in some tissues and potentially negative effects in others. Now, for example, high levels of estrogen can be good for the bones, but can increase the likelihood of developing breast cancer. Now, ideally, you'd like what's called a selective estrogen receptor modulator. And that would be placed in your body, and that would have uh, proestrogenic effects in some tissues and antiestrogen effects in others. Well, that's exactly what soy phytoestrogens appear to be. Now, soy seems to lower breast cancer risk, like I mentioned, which is an antiestrogenic effect, but can also help reduce menopausal hot flash symptoms, which is a proestrogenic effect. So, by eating soy, you're getting the best of both worlds. So, what about soy for women with breast cancer? Now, overall, researchers have found that women diagnosed with breast cancer who ate the most soy lived significantly longer and had a significantly lower risk of breast cancer reoccurrence than those who ate less. Now, the quantity of phytoestrogens found in just a single cup of soy milk may reduce the risk of breast cancer uh, returning by 25%. The improvement in survival for those eating more soy foods was found both in women whose tumors were responsive to estrogen, which is like the estrogen receptor um, positive breast cancer, and those whose tumors were not, which is the estrogen receptor negative breast cancer. This also held true for both young women and older women. In one study, for example, 90% of the breast cancer patients who ate the most soy phytoestrogens after diagnosis, diagnosis were still alive five years later, while half of those who ate little to no soy, unfortunately, were dead. Now, soy consumption has also been shown to benefit our kidneys, which appear to handle plant protein very differently from animal protein. Now, within hours of eating meat, our kidneys rev up into hyperinflation mode but an equivalent amount of plant protein causes virtually no noticeable stress on the kidneys. Now eat some tuna, and within three hours, your kidney filtration rate can shoot up to 36%. But eating the same amount of protein in the form of tofu does not appear to place any additional strain on the kidneys. So, soybeans. Soybeans studies 
and breast cancer survival suggest that soy in sufficient amounts may improve survival and decrease recurrence rates in women diagnosed with breast cancer, like I had previously mentioned. But kind of getting into that a little more um, is that the soy phytonutrients appear to improve the expression of tumor-suppressing BRCA genes. Now, animal proteins may increase the level of the cancer-promoting growth hormone IGF-1, and conversely, most plant proteins bring the levels down. Now, too much soy, which has amino acid ratios similar to animal proteins, may not bring levels down as much as other plant proteins do. So just like with anything, too much is not necessarily a good thing. Now, genetically engineered soybeans may have significantly higher pesticide residues than organic or conventional non-GMO soy. But if you remember, I think it's something like, uh, it was in my previous podcast, or not my previous one, but in my podcast about GMOs, I think it's like 98% of the GMO soy is given to the cattle industry. So if you are eating meat, you are consuming the GMOs, whereas if you're eating whole food plant-based, uh, and you're, you're not. So that kind of argument, that argument's done. Higher levels of pesticides on GMO soy is a concern as Monsanto's Roundup, you've heard Monsanto before, I've mentioned before, Monsanto's Roundup may have adverse effects on human placental tissues. Now, other in vitro studies on Roundup have found that GMO soybeans may activate estrogenic activity, which can speed the growth of breast cancer cells. Now, there's no direct human data suggesting harm from eating GMO soybeans, though studies, uh, such studies have not been undertaken. So most of the major soy manufacturers use non-GMO soy, and like I said, most GMO soybeans go into feed for farm animals. So <clears throat> basically to sum, sum it up, soybeans, whether you're man or woman, soybeans and soy products are healthy. They're not going to give you breasts if you're a man. They're not going to increase your estrogen if you're a man. In fact, soy, the phytoestrogens in soy give you the best of both worlds. They do the good things that estrogen will do for your body, and they prevent the bad things that estrogen would do for your body. So there's really no downside to incorporating soy and soy products into your diet. Now, you heard me briefly mention IGF-1, uh, insulin growth, growth factor 1. Just a quick refresh of what that is. IGF-1 is a natural human growth hormone that assists the body's transformation from childhood into healthy adulthood. Now, once the body completes this natural growth period, high levels of IGF-1 are no longer necessary, and overproduction can be detrimental to your health. Uncontrolled cellular growth and proliferation, which may be the result of too much IGF-1, may lead to cancer growth. Now, having low levels of IGF-1 as an adult may improve the chances of a cancer-free life. So, to break it down, animal products and animal protein consumption appears to increase IGF-1 levels, whereas plant protein consumption, in general, does not have the same effect. Now, dairy products and, like I said, an excess of soy may result in uh, a spike in Ig1 levels within your body. However, a whole food, varied whole food plant-based diet, whereas you're not getting too much tofu or too much of anything, and a regular exercise routine can reduce your IGF-1 levels in less than two weeks, 
lowered IGF-1 levels don't appear to have any effect on muscular strength. So there's really no downside. There's really no downside um, from any angle that you look at a whole food plant-based diet, but especially from a soy level, right? If, if you're eating soy, there's no downside unless you're eating too much. I have soy, um, I'd say once every other day, you know, a block of tofu or a block of tempeh or, you know, when they, if I go out and have a cheat meal and they, they make, you know, their quote unquote chicken out of soy and some other stuff, you're fine. As long as you're not eating soy all day, every day, you're going to be fine. And regardless, you're not going to have breasts if you're a man and you're not going to have weird cancers if you're a woman. It's all bogus. It's all nonsense. It's all bullshit perpetuated uh, and spread by industry uh, for profit. That's what I got for you guys this week on the podcast. I hope you have a great new year. I hope you seriously make the consideration uh, to, in the, in the conscious effort to shift your diet and get back to good health. You know, it's like I always say, humans are living longer, but most of those years, most of those later years are spent being sick and nobody wants to do that. So make the choice today, get out there, try some new food. You'll thank me later. And until next week, go eat a salad. <laughs>